This episode was sponsored by Critical Dice and the Endless Bag of Dice. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. So that's just equipment and kind of like the base, like skeleton, right? Um, But then they get fighting styles, right? So like, uh, yeah, you're a fighter, but like, how are you a fighter? Um, And uh, sometimes you'll get um, extra fighting styles later on. Uh, but you only have that fighting style once, um, once, once, uh, once. You can't like get it twice and get you know. You can't double it up. Extra, yeah, extra stuff. Um, so, what would so, you like in a fighting style too? For like a metaphor and example in real life, that people are like, are there characters that you could give us two or three different characters that kind of yeah. uh, exude these different fighting styles, sure. so people can get an idea of what fighting style means? Because it's kind of an elusive word on the surface. Yeah, exactly. So um, what you could do is you could say Robin Hood has the archery fighting style. Okay. Um, Assuming he's a fighter, clearly archery is his specialty. Mm -hmm. Then you think about the Spartans in 300 and they have a defensive fighting style because they all know how to on a dime turn into that big like dome of shields to protect everyone. And so they're about keeping themselves safe. They're more defensive in that. Whereas you might think of like literally any anime character who has a giant weapon like the hammer that's too big for them to like it's bigger than they are Mm -hmm. they keep it in their in their purse somehow um that would be like great weapon fighting where it's all about the aggro about the the aggressiveness and doing extra damage and not really thinking about the other stuff um and then you think about uh people like errol flynn uh you know those great swashbuckling movies uh princess bride where you see them with the rapier and then a, a pairing dagger on the other side, that would be the two weapon fighting style, uh, where they're used to dueling and they know that they need that other hand to like take a little jab, but also to help protect them, mm-hmm. right? So that would be a good way of kind of thinking of these are all fighters, but they have a style they adhere to. And so on that list, archery plus two to attack rolls with ranged weapons, defense, if you're already wearing armor, you get a plus one to your AC. So you just get an extra, which is great. Dueling is when you only have one melee weapon in your hand and no other weapons in your hand. So you still use a shield. You get a plus two to the damage with it. And then the next step up, great weapon fighting. These are big uh, two-weapon hands, uh, two-handed uh, weapons. So if you're wielding a, a, a melee weapon that you have to use two hands on and uh, you roll a one or a two on the damage die, you can just re-roll it but you have to use the new role. Um, so, which is cool because there's a lot of versatile weapons out there where you can hold it with one or two hands. I think mm-hmm. the, uh, a great example would be the longsword uh, or just the quarterstaff mm-hmm. where you can basically, instead of it doing a D6, now it does a D8 or D8 to the 10. And then this great weapon fighting would kick in. Um, and then there's protection when uh, when a creature you can see attacks a target other than you that's within, that's within five feet of you, so next to you, you can use a reaction to give that attacker disadvantage on the attack roll, but you have to have a shield. Okay, that one's a little convoluted. Yeah, so basically... <laughs> like, this it just is... kind of keeps going down the rabbit hole there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, so protection fighting is kind of like the Spartan example I gave, where as long as you had a shield 
and someone's going to attack your buddy that you're standing right next to, you can give the attacker disadvantage. But that's your reaction. So that mm -hmm. means that if you're attacked later, you can't use your reaction to, you know, do anything an that you have to like. opportunity to attack yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's a once, it's a once per per round. So you're not getting feature. an extra reaction. You can just no. use your reaction an additional yeah. way. It's just giving you a, yeah, an additional option when you choose to use your reaction. Right. And then there's two weapon fighting. When you use two weapon fighting, basically two weapons in each hand, you can add your ability modifier to the damage of the second attack, which is interesting because typically anyone can two weapon fight, but that offhand attack, which is what they used to call it, you um, you would roll it the same way to hit, but the damage is just whatever the, the die roll is, and that's it. And it has to be a light weapon. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, there's tag. the other caveat there that the second weapon has to possess some specific, like, it has to be light or, fin does it have to be finesse or anything, or is it just light? Just light, but typically people like to put on finesse as well, because I think almost all of the light weapons are also finesse weapons, because they're light, and you might be able to do some, you know, fancy footwork with them. Right. So, basically, usually you would, you know, you'd start with at least, with what you start with one of these. Um, would be part of what you are as a fighter. In addition yep. to one of those six that you get mm -hmm. to pick, you also get something called Second Wind, which is quite wonderful, especially at yes. first level. It really you get is. that at first level? Uh, you do. Second Wind, you get okay. at first level. So basically what Second Wind does is you can use a bonus action um, and you can regain hit points of 1d10 plus your level. That's your fight, so good. Your fighter level. D10, yeah. Yeah. It's so like a free it, hit die. It is. It really is. It's a free hit die. You can add your constitution modifier to it. So it's anywhere from 2 to 11 damage at first level. Uh, healing, rather. Um, but you can only use it once per short rest. It also resets on the long rest, but who cares? Um, so that's kind of fun. Uh, and it's a bonus action. So if you have nothing else to do with the bonus action, you've always got that. Mm -hmm. um, now, uh, Tasha's also added some uh, things as well that I'll mention. They added a, uh, a few more. One, two, three, four for five new fighting styles, which is kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, just to keep it quick, because this kind of finishes out first level. Uh, so blind fighting, basically what it does is it gives you blind sight. Yeah, it gives you blind sight <laughs> from 10 feet. Yeah. So basically have, being blinded or your target being invisible or you like covering your eyes, it doesn't matter as long as they're within 10 feet of you. Um, and you can see anything that's not, that's that's not behind total cover, and so invisible creatures, blindness condition, none of that bothers you as long as you're in ten feet, uh, which is kind of fun. So like think of like Cyclops from X Men. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a couple of really cool comics where they take his visor and he's just like, really, you think this is the first time this has happened? And like just like walks right up to them and like punches them in the face, and he's like, I can hear you breathing from over here, like. Trust me, I, I know what I'm about. Like, mm -hmm. if I ever lose my visor, I, I'm, I'm prepared for this, right? So that's kind of fun. Uh, and Daredevil's another good example. And then interception, which is even more complicated than the protection one, basically is when a creature you can see hits a target other than you within five feet of you with an attack, you can use reaction um, to reduce the um, damage by 1d10 plus your proficiency bonus. So, so this is assuming that a monster hits a friend, a foe hits a right. friend. Just like protection. This is like improved protection. So instead of the person having the attacker having disadvantage to hit your friend, they're basically, the, the to hit doesn't change, but the damage that they do 
gets reduced by 1d10 plus proficiency bonus. Now, do you have to call that before or after the DM announces the damage roll? What you would have to do is before they roll for damage, because basically it says when a creature you can see hits a target other than you within five feet of an attack, then you can use a reaction. Okay. Now, it doesn't specifically say it has to be before they declare. Sometimes it will. But the way it reads is here's the trigger. Now you can use a reaction. But I think most tables would be like, all right, that's 22 points of damage. Can I use my reaction to minimize that? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Roll it. So that, that would be pretty common as well. Um, and that works if you're having shield or you just have a weapon in your hand, which I can't imagine why you wouldn't. Um, then to get through these quickly, superior technique, basically you get to learn one of the maneuvers, the special maneuvers from the battle master archetype, which we'll talk about later, but you've learned like one cool trick uh, like disarming attack or goading attack, that kind of thing. It's kind of like how tieflings style. get that random cantrip. Yes, exactly. Because they just have something in them. They get this one thing. It's kind of the same thing. They just get this one little like taste of this other aspect of fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which is really interesting because if someone takes the subclass battle master and they get a bunch of these maneuvers, and then they also took superior technique, that means they have even more techniques, uh, even more of these maneuver uh, maneuvers than before. So that's kind of fun. Or you can mix and match it. Then I like this one a lot, thrown weapon fighting. So basically that um, when you have a weapon that has the thrown property like the hand axe, um, you can basically draw the weapon and attack at the same time. Um, and uh, you get a plus to do the damage roll. Nice. Yeah. So that's like, um, uh, I'm trying to think like, I feel like there's something in uh, Braveheart where someone throws a dagger or throws an ax at him and he hits the tree back next to him and he like, looks at him, pulls it back and grabs it and just tosses it right back and hits the guy. Maybe it's the wrong movie, but that's kind of the vibe. And then this one is so underrated, unarmed fighting. Check oh, this yes. out. So unarmed strikes, typically uh, the damage they do is just one uh, plus your, uh, or is, is equal to your strength score minimum one i think your modifier yeah your strength modifier thank you yes you're yeah. insane um <laughs> got arm strike every time <laughs> yes um so what this does is that now your unarmed strikes they deal bludgeoning damage and it's 1d6 plus your modifier on a hit what yeah your hands are, are registered weapons thank you jackie chan like this is like this is that's like, amazing uh-huh it's really cool and it says, and if you aren't wielding any weapons or a shield when you make the attack roll, it becomes a D8. So if you just walk in to battle with nothing in your hands and then just strike like the dragon pose, you're doing 1D8 of damage plus your strength. But here's the thing. Being a fighter, you're still able to use weapons. Mm -hmm. You just choose not and so yeah, so you're getting like the best of both worlds there. It's not like you're taking away your ability to wield a longsword. You're just saying like, no, I can drop it and just mess you up. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, like you bring a dagger to a greatsword fight and you're like, no, forget it. Put the dagger away and go to town. Um, and what's great here is that at the start of each of your turns, you can deal 1d4 bludgeoning damage to a creature that's grappled by you. So grappling is one of the optional attacks that you can take. Anyone can do it, but fighters are great at it because 
instead of attacking, you can choose to grapple. And it's a contested strength versus strength, or sorry, contested athletics versus athletics or um, acrobatics, defender's choice to see who wins. If you grapple them, their speed is zero. And so at the beginning, so when it's your turn again, if you've got someone like in a headlock, you can just squeeze them and do 1d4 damage, and you still have the other hand to beat someone with 1d8. Or do your unarmed strike strength. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then just beat him in the head. Yeah. Like, he can't, he can't like go anywhere. 1d8 yeah. of damage. Plus three. Yeah, exactly. Plus so he does 1d8 plus three plus 1d4 damage to the guy he's going to give a noogie. It's the atomic noogie. And now <laughs> I have to go make a character real quick. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah. So that's everything that you have as options just at level one. Uh, so at level one, you get fighting. to pick any of those 11 uh-huh. Fighting styles. So you pick one of them, and then you also get your second wind. Exactly. Just right out the gate. That's what you start with. If you don't have enough dice to make it through your game after every single set gets put in dice jail, make sure you check out the critical dice and their endless bag of dice. You can get a new set of dice delivered to your doorstep every single month for as low as 7 bucks a month. Compendium listeners can actually also get a special offer by using the code COMPENDIUM, C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, for 50% off of your first month of dice. Just go to thecriticaldice.com and use that code at checkout. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. The Compendium is also on Patreon. So if you like listening, that is a great way to help contribute to the content that we create. New episodes are available every Tuesday and Friday or Monday and Thursday if you're a patron. And you can always keep up with us between episodes by following us on social media. Just look up the compendium, that's C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Jason also shares a bunch of great content and plot hooks on his page, The Critical Dice, so make sure that you check him out and follow him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time.